Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peter Dowdell, our resident gardener, joining us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. Is it too early to say it'll shorten the winter, Trish? Oh, goodness me. Listen, we had the farmers, <laughs> we, we had the farmers on earlier. I mean, they're desperately looking for rain. There is some rain forecast uh, for this weekend. But then Miss Erin are saying they are predicting there could be another good two weeks of fine weather. We often get good Septembers. We really do. And I mean, I think I think traditionally, I don't know if the statistics back me up or not, but in my memory, September always seems to be nearly our best month. Uh, and w- while the days are shorter and maybe the temperatures aren't quite as high, it's, it's all normally a lovely month in September. And if you're lucky enough to, that you have time to, to spend summer, all of it in the garden, then it's, a, it's nice to have the weather good during it. OK, we have a hosepipe ban for the good people of uh, Clonakilty. Uh, what suggestions for them for, for their gardens? Well, the suggestions, I think, for the, for them and their gardens, I think will resonate for everybody because I think we all need to look at um, ways to, to conserve water and also to be sensible about conserving water in the garden. It's kind of guilty now. It may be other parts of Cork before this is over and certainly in the years to come, it's, it's going to be all parts. I mean, I think that's without question. So uh, you're looking at things like, you see, you could look at drought-resistant plants. And the reason I'm kind of chuckling when I say that is because the Irish climate is so unpredictable. We could be looking for drought-resistant plants this week and then we could be looking for flood-resistant plants in two weeks' time. You just don't know. But anyway, looking at plants that are drought-resistant is is number one. And for the for those a few tips for them are things like plants with silver leaves and plants with very small leaf areas like conifers with needles and things like that. They They lose water through the leaf much slower than other plants but another thing you could look at if you don't want to go to that extreme is by mulching around the plants so what plants lose water in two ways they lose it through the the transpiration process which is where they bring water up through the root system up through the plant and it goes out through the leaves um and obviously it's it's you know, it's difficult to reduce that, uh, except by perhaps using, as I said, plants with, with smaller leaf areas and silver leaves. But the other way they lose water is through evaporation from the soil. So if you can mulch around your plants with a good level of organic materials, such as homemade compost, even bark mulch, gravel, anything at all that will reduce the soil or, or the, the, the speed of the soil drying out, that will help your plants. And it'll get them through <coughs> most, most dry periods that we're likely to encounter. Because Emily is in Clannacilty and she said she's hearing the advice from Irish Water to use wastewater from your kitchen. She's wondering, is it okay to put the washing up water 
out in your garden. Absolutely, is absolutely. It? No, pro- probably not all day, every day, but certainly for, for periods, yes. Now, the th- two things to bear in mind there. Number one, that there isn't any uh, cooked food scraps going into the garden with your waste water because that'll only draw vermin. So you don't want any of you know the, the tail end of last night's dinner going out into the garden obviously so but normal you know debris free wastewater would be fine and the other thing to bear in mind though is that there isn't any bleach and any, obviously any bleach because that will damage the plants so if it's just a bit of washing up liquid and, and dirty water that'll be absolutely Perfect. fine yeah okay all right let's go to Anne from Bantry says Peter is it too early to hand pick cooking apples the apples this year are smaller than previous years but a lot of them are falling off the tree the birds are having a field day eating a lot of them. Can I rescue some by hand picking them, Suzanne? Absolutely. absolutely. And I think the reason is, is what we just referred to there. It's the, the drought and the, the extended period of, of low rainfall. That's what's leading to two things. Number one, that they're not fattening up or they're not swelling, but also that's what's resulting in the early early drop of fruit. So it's it's the plant's way of, of protecting itself, if you like. So yeah, pick up the windfalls if they're just be careful of wasps and things like that and I think I probably would I know most years I wouldn't but this year I think I nearly would recommend going out to take some off by hand just give them a half turn you know in your hand if they come off relatively easily take them uh, if, if, if they're still very small rain probably isn't that far away so maybe leave some of them on but I would certainly take any of the larger ones off yes Okay, and Mary staying on apples says, are red Falstaff apple trees absolutely beautiful red apples, but they've got scab on them. What has caused this and how do we prevent it going forward? Well, scab is a fungal problem. It's a fungal infection on the skin. Now, the first thing to bear in mind, I know it's it's unsightly, but it's not it's not harmful to eat at all. I know it's unsightly but it's not harmful um, to prevent it coming. It's, it's cultural control in the first instance, which is a kind of a fancy way of saying good pruning and good air circulation through the plant. So uh, November, December is the time to prune your apple tree. And what you want to do is you want to, you know, without going too far into it on the radio, Trish, what you want to do is try and maintain a tree that has a good open centre. So it's a lot, so you're, you don't have crossing branches because if branches are crossing in the centre, it does two things. Number one, it leads to poor air circulation, which is the ideal conditions for fungal, uh, the, the development of fungal infections. But also, if they're crossing, they're going to rub against each other and that will open a wound on the skin of the, the branch. And it's through these wounds that fungal and bacterial problems get in. So you don't want any crossing branches. You want good air circulation. So good pruning will help. And it'll also, the pruning itself will remove a lot of the disease as well. And then drench it, I would say, next spring, March, April. Drench as much of the tree as possible and the root zone with a, a solution of copper sulfate mixed with water. Uh, now, this is a broad spectrum fungicide, which will help to prevent a lot of these problems. But it should be noted, it is copper sulfate, so you don't use it willy-nilly. You don't use it every week or every month or anything like that. I would say once a year. So it's important to get it on at, at the right time, which is just as the leaves are opening next spring, late March, early April, that kind of time. OK, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. And an osteopernium? And nearly, uh, osteospermum. OK, and a chrysanthemum? Uh, would they yeah. uh, would they live live outside for the winter? Somebody wants to know. That's a, it's a good question. The reason it's a good question is because it depends not on not on that first name, osteospermum and chrysanthemum, but on the next name. So there are uh, there are I think a thousand, certainly hundreds of species of chrysanthemum, and thousands then of varieties. So some of them are only indoor. Some of them are glasshouse chrysanthemums. Some are outdoor. So it does depend on which one. Uh, and the osteospermum is similar. Some of them will, will survive no problem outdoors in Ireland. 
uh, but some won't. So giving a very vague answer to that, I'm afraid I can't say until we have more information. What I would say is uh, wherever you got them or wherever you're looking to buy them, ask ask in the garden centre that you're, you're buying them or that you have bought them and they'll be able to advise you. OK, Hetty's in Glanmire. She has planted different chilli plants. How do you know when they're ready to harvest? Obviously, it's her first time. Well, they'll be ready to harvest, as the fellow says, when they when they look like it, then they're ready to go. It's kind of if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. So it's the same with the chilies. When when they're when they've if they're a red chili, when they've changed when they've become red, when they've turned red, then then they're good to go. If they're a green chili, if they look big enough, then the. You know, if you harvest them too early, you're not doing, it's not going to do any harm. You, you, they mightn't be as spicy and they mightn't be as big, but don't worry about harvesting them too early. I would say harvest a few of them, uh, dry them in the cooking or whatever way you intend to use them and, and see, see how they are, see how they go. And Bill in Drumahan, I love the idea of this. He has one of the very old fashioned Belfast sinks. He wants to fill it with bulbs for succession flowering. Does Peter have any advice on what bulbs to plant and what flowers could he put in the top? Yeah, the, just going back a step, actually, what I should have said just with the chilies, it probably is still a bit too early to, to harvest them on saying that. And if they're outdoors, I'd probably move them in now in a week or two to, so that it, the temperatures will drop a bit too much for the chilies outdoor. Uh, so maybe move them in. I'm saying when they look ready, they are ready, but it's still probably a few weeks too early before they are ready. Okay. Um, the With the succession planting of bulbs, it's a, the first thing to do is make sure that the Belfast sink, that the hole is open so that the, the soil has drainage. Um, uh, it's a lovely thing to do. You've this what, what we call lasagna planting as well, which is you know you plant the bulbs in different layers so that you get the, the, them flowering over a longer period of time and at different heights then in the spring. So if you start closer to the bottom and plant something like your alliums, right? So alliums are bulbs that will flower. Uh, they're some of the most beautiful bulbs, and they'll flower kind of during late April into mid June. So they'd be the latest ones and they go in first down at the bottom. They go in a good six inches in, under the soil. And then you cover them with a layer of soil. Then you put in maybe some tulips and daffodils at the next layer. So some of the daffodils, obviously, depending on your variety, will give you will give you colour from January onwards, right through to March, April, depending on the variety. Tulips will be kind of April, May time. Uh, and then cover them with another layer of soil. And don't worry if you're planting on top of bulbs because they'll all find their way up. So don't worry. And then closer to the soil surface, you can plant things like crocus, uh, the little muscari, grape hyacinths, um, uh, anemones and things like this. And they'll all start flowering earlier. They'll be kind of early flowering, February, March. So then you'll have kind of, depending on the varieties of daffodils and that that you start with, you'll have January right through to June with bulbs. Uh, and a couple of flowers on top, if you wanted, just for the winter months, you could look at some some potted cyclamen and, and, and even some maybe a couple of winter heathers just on top and the bulbs will, will poke through them. OK, Mary in Skibreed has a bit of a dilemma. She says in her garden, she has a rose tree and a hydrangea growing beside each other. Or should I say, they used to be growing beside each other. They're now growing through each other. Mary is wondering if she could move one of them and when. They've been growing there for quite a few years, so she's wondering, will it be a difficult job to do? It'll be, you, okay, the answer to the first part is yes, you can do it. Uh, when to do it, I would say leave it till December, January, the coldest time of the year when, when there's no growth at all happening in the plants. Uh, how difficult a job it will be. It's donkey work is all it is, really. It, like They'll both transplant relatively easy or relatively easily um, done at the right time of the year. With the, 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 the roads, it's kind of like a taproot system. So just get as much of the taproot and any, any lateral roots that are coming off it get as many as you can you'll have to prune the rose very very hard down to within a foot of its life over the ground 
Um, it'll probably be the easier one to get out, but you'll have a you'll be you you get a, a strong pair of gloves when you're pruning it back. Of course, it'll be the easier one to get it out. The the hydrangea will also move quite easily, but it's just a bigger job of work because you have a much, much bigger root system if it's a mature plant. It will also need to be cut back quite hard to counteract the root damage moving. So as to which one you do, it, it's up to herself, but um, the rose would probably be the easier one to yeah, move. Yeah, Passion Mahan then is growing chamomile flowers he wants to know is it an annual and how can he save the seeds for his neighbour because his neighbour wants to grow them next year you could say well it's not an annual no it's it's, it's um, perennial so you'll be fine that way but uh, to the best of my knowledge I don't think there is an I think they're all perennials the chamomiles but I could be open to correction on that but I think they're all perennial Um Detecting the seeds is very simple. Just wait for the flower like with anything. And in fact, now is the time of the year. I was just looking out of my own garden. There's some seeds of different plants nearly ready to collect. So uh, just wait for the seeds, the seed pods, which are possibly still green. Wait till they kind of go brown and more straw-like and a bit brittle. And, and the, the seeds will fly away before, before, if you're not ready for them, they'll just fly away. So go out and cut some of the ripe seed pods, bring them into the kitchen table, shake them onto a bit of newspaper on the kitchen table, um, remove any of the chaff, any of the other bits, and just keep the seeds in an envelope or a brown paper bag, and off you go again next Pass year. Pass them on to the neighbour. And a final one, yeah. how do I stop magpies digging multiple holes huh. in my garden? I've tried hanging foil plates on trees and on poles in the garden. I've even tried putting up garden tape stretched across the lawn. Nothing seems to work. Apparently, they are seeking out crane fly larvae, and that's what they're digging the holes for. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, the, the larvae of the crane fly, also known as leather jackets, at this time of the year, crows and magpies will, will if they're there, uh, will will just make mince meat of the lawn. <laughs> it's, you only just scarify it after they've been at it in search of the, the, these grubs. Um, so the main, like, how to get rid of magpies is a question I can't answer. I wish I could because I've, I'd be a billionaire, I'd say, because they're such a curse. But um, so it's dealing with the 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 source of the problem so the, the food source which is your 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 crane fly grubs in the soil and even that is difficult there are nematodes that you can get which will will go in and attack the the, nema, the, the grubs of the crane fly with varying degrees of success if i'm honest some people will find the nematodes quite successful not everybody um i've never used them myself if i'm being honest because i don't have the problem thankfully um but they are out there. So a quick Google search for nematodes, for leather jackets or for crane fly. And the, the, what they are, the Trishes, you know, the daddy long legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they yeah. are. It's, it's, it's their, their eggs, if you like. That's what they're that's going what after. The are um, that's what they're looking for. So deal with get, that problem first, rid, if you can. Get rid, of, get, get rid of the source of their food. Okay, we leave it there, Peter. Thank you for that. Have a lovely week. Andrew, thanks, Trish. And we'll talk again next week. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, theirishgardener.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.